Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. As a kid, I had a dream. I wanted to own my own bicycle. When I got the bike, I must have been the happiest kid in Liverpool, maybe in the world. I've lived for that bike. Most kids left their bikes in the backyard at night, not me. I insisted on taking mine indoors, and the first night, I even kept it in my bed. Funny, although it was important to me then, I can't remember what finally happened to it. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know what we're knowing, but we can't say what we've seen. And we're not little children, and we know what we want and the future. Listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on 3CR Radical Radio 855 on the AM dial. Podcasting, streaming, or maybe even listening on the transistor in the kitchen. That reading was from John Lennon, musician, millionaire, tax dodger. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that in a little bit. We've got this wonderful idea. John Lennon's great, one of other John Lennon's great quotes is, life is what happens to it, to you while you're planning it. <laughs> he was a very good tax planner, actually. He owed a couple of cows, dairy pedigree cows, worth about a quarter of a million dollars each. These upstate farms. Anyway, let's move on. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. And it's a cold and blustery day here. It, it is. This is uh, Friday. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's uh, winter has arrived. Certainly has. Finally, I've been waiting for it ever <laughs> since those hot days. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, or 
John Lennon. But anyway, dreams of having a bicycle. Don't we dream of a lot of things? Dreaming of getting out of the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, back out. <laughs> anyway, um, have you got a bike moment to share with us? Uh, I, I, I think that there's only one bike moment I've had in the last 10 days or so, but it is the same one over and over again. Um, for most of the period, that, the first four weeks that we're forced to stay at home, I yeah. was still getting out most days with one friend to go for a ride. Um, and then uh, about week five, six, just the the wheels started falling off and I, uh, I have repeatedly arranged to go for a ride uh, every day with one particular friend. We, we arrange we'll meet the next morning and... Uh, Every day without fail, there's been some, some days, to be fair, there was torrential rain. And yeah. some days things did genuinely come up. But, yeah, there's also just been a lot of uh, reached that point in the uh, isolation experience where, you know, getting out on the bike would make you feel a lot better, but it's getting harder and harder to uh, do it. So that's my, my bike moment is the failure of my bike moments. I'm, my bike moment happened this morning. Well, and I'm sure it doesn't happen to a lot of people and most of us don't admit it or we should admit it. We do admit it. I had to ride down the shop somewhere. So it's probably about a K or somewhere I had to go. And I'm pedalling away and I'm going, brakes must be on. You know, I'm pedalling as hard as I can, and I'm not going anywhere. I'd looked out and thought, it really was a struggle to get somewhere. Anyway, I turned around and on the ride home, oh, how wonderful this and easy this is. And that was the bike moment had gone from one thing to another in the space of 20 minutes. Yeah. It was quite funny. Yeah. yeah. I uh, sometimes have that sailing down towards the city and think, gee, you know, getting along at a good pace this morning must be doing quite well. And then later on you turn around to go home and think, oh, right, I had a tailwind. <laughs> and the other the other thing of the bike moment is, I say, uh, as a parent, you always want you to see your children riding bikes. Well, not children anymore. and um, I've now got a, a bike for my daughter that I've been building for about six months. Now she wants it tomorrow. So I've got to get it out and get it finished. And I should have done it last week yes. and she's coming tomorrow. So that'll be my bike moment tomorrow to try and get it together. I'll have to put up a photo of it, actually. It's a, um, a most lovely proportioned lady step-through bike. Um made by, and I'll get the company in Adelaide in about 1974 or 75, this most beautiful emerald green oh, with all nice. the pinstriping on it called the Swift with a beautiful oh. French um, fork leg and the most wonderful, uh, you just look at it and it's got this wonderful uh, appeal to it and yeah. rides like a, 
one of those true old ladies bikes, very slack head stem. It's like this wonderful, you know, piece of machinery. Yeah. Anyway, when I get it finished tomorrow and it goes to <laughs> screen, that'll be the end of it. <laughs> so that'll be a wonderful bike moment. And that had the coronavirus that it happened. Oh, but give it a credit. She li now lives in a place where it'll probably take her 30 minutes to ride to work, 40 minutes, 35 minutes to ride to work. Mm -hmm. And so that'll be great for her. Yeah. yeah. Seriously yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah. now she's coming to me to get the bike fixed instead of me making going, oh, why don't you get a bike? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't your, like your the last one. Work here is done, no, she Val. Didn't like, no, she didn't like the last one. I gave her my old Rally 20 and she, she loves this one much more. Anyway, uh. it'll be good. News. News. Okay, well, um, just a couple of small things um, and still pretty much related to the COVID-19 situation. Mobicon are a Dutch consultancy that specialise in mobility solutions and, and do a lot of work outside the Netherlands. And they were commissioned by the city of Berlin, who are one of the cities that are um, doing some really rapid rollouts of temporary improvements to bike and pedestrian infrastructure so that people can move around safely while it's not ideal to be using crowded public transport or that sort of thing. Um, and Mobicon were involved in uh, helping the city of Berlin with that. So they have published a, uh, a booklet about how you do roll out temporary bike lanes very quickly and made it available free. So uh, that's called Making Safe Space for Cycling in 10 Days, a guide to temporary bike lanes. Um, and it's available free to download. I'll put a link up in the podcast, but you know, you'd be hoping the city of Melbourne, Yarra, Moreland, Vic Roads, you know, a few of those people would be uh, keen to have a look at it. Because as restrictions yeah. start being lifted and people, you know, we won't be going back to normal, but people will need to move around more and they need the space to do that safely and in a way that doesn't force them onto crowded public transport or, you know, necessarily back into cars. It'll be interesting the next two or three months because mm. how long will it take before you see a jammed train? Yes. Yeah, and, you know, on that same vein, so the list of cities around the world who are addressing this with very fast, quick, the sort of stuff we saw in New York with Janet Sa yep. Sadat Khan. Sadat Khan. Um, Brussels are the latest to announce they're rolling out, I think it was 140 kilometres of bike lanes. Berlin, as I mentioned, New York had already done a lot earlier this month. Auckland is uh, um, funding councils to roll out big improvements in space on uh, extending footpaths and bike lanes. Paris has been doing a lot, but in addition to that, France has just announced there will be financial incentives for people to choose to ride rather than getting back onto public transport. Um, lots of other towns around France. So it's... It's it's happening everywhere. Um, 
there was a few, there was a place in Canada and there's other cities in the US. And uh, I mean, there's only one country conspicuously absent <laughs> from that list, I think. Go through those alphabetically again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, there's not been a peep from no, uh, of course. anyone. Oh, there's nothing. Nobody seems to be saying anything, actually. It's which is quite interesting. Yeah, considering I, the I'm, amount of interest it's generated online and how often it's being discussed. Yeah. And I've done, I'm not too sure, with, you know, reliable figures for how much. I mean, we're looking at something now and we both know that, like I said, there won't be people hanging on to straps on a tram or standing room only in the Glen Waverley Express for a long time. No. And, and to be fair, maybe City of Melbourne did announce fast-tracking some of their existing uh, projects early on in this, but yeah. But everybody's it's, at home, so. Well, it's a good time to do these projects. You've, you've yeah. got, you know, um, that's one thing. The Netherlands, you know, don't, they've actually seen cycling and walking fall because it is people's normal mode of transport during peak hour. Yeah. And they're not going to their normal places during peak hour. But what yeah. they're doing there is the um, cyclist union are trying to get them to roll out maintenance and planned building while the bike paths are less busy than normal. Yeah. Try and get ahead with all that. Um, so many things. Yeah, so, yeah, so many. And just briefly, Maribyrnong uh, are another city that I've... Um, rolling out 40 kilometre per hour speed limits on the council managed streets starting in March and um, they'll be rolled out over the next two years. And this was something that they'd sort of agreed to do back in 2017, but it's being implemented now. So that'll be another city along with Moreland and Yarra that have substantial areas of... Uh, 40 kilometre per hour streets, which is always better for cyclists and walkers and, and car if we, occupants. And if we're going to spend money on infrastructure now as public buildings to get our employment rate back up again after this finishes, bike paths and greenerising the city, it'd be a great idea. Well, it would, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't... Uh, and that's it for um, news. We'll be back after this break. Get on that bicycle and ride Neath the sunny skies or along the ocean side 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. To find out more, Google Vacro or drop in to the Underground Car Park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. So Val, have you ever used um, indoor trainers? Rollers? No, no. Not, not a fan of indoor cycling. Just never used them. 
I okay. always love that joke about driving your car to the gym and then getting on the bike <laughs> in the gym. And we could never see the sense of it. So the answer to those things are no further. No. Okay. Well, we are going to talk today to someone who's quite uh, proficient in indoor cycling, has been leading a lot of rides on Swift. And the indoor cycling has really taken off since people oh, have yeah, been yeah. forced to stay at home. So today's guest is Kaz Whitehead, and she's here to tell us all about Zwift and indoor cycling during COVID-19 times. Welcome uh, to the Zoom studio, Kaz. Thank you very much. Good to be here. You lead a lot of rides on Zwift. Uh, I, I lead some. Uh, yeah. Mostly I just crash other people's. <laughs> So I know Swift is already pretty popular, but since people have been forced to isolate at home, it seems to have really gone gangbusters. Is that your perception? Oh, definitely. Um, every time I look on, there's just people everywhere. It's incredible. It's like Beach Road on a Saturday morning. It's wild. <laughs> um, but so many new people are getting on there every day and yeah. messages pop up and, oh, what do I do in this situation and what do I do for this? And it's actually, it's been really fun to educate people on like what buttons to press when and yeah, it's, it's fun. I guess we could start with, um, for those who don't know, tell us a bit about Swift, what it is. Uh, so basically it's a video game where the controller is actually a bicycle. So you've got, you've got the road ahead of you and you've got people around you that are all real people and you get on your bike and when you pedal, your person on the screen pedals and uh, you don't have to corner. It just corners <laughs> for you. And I guess you're not going to be in uh, sleeting rain or freezing temperatures, but uh, in the comfort the of your garage. <laughs> yes. The funny thing is it actually still rains on the screen occasionally and you're like, oh, but I, I escaped this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, you know. And what sort of technology do you need? I mean, I know I have one of those manual trainers where you have to get off and adjust the lever if you want to go up a hill and that's not going to cut it. What sort of trainers are people using to be able to use actually, software like Swift? Actually, surprisingly, you can use yours. You can use any trainer, anything that puts resistance on your rear wheel, so long as you have a speed sensor and a cadence sensor. Yeah. And you can just choose the option on Zwift, um, but it won't, won't be the full experience. When you go up a hill, it'll just be riding on the flat if you have the dumb trainer. Yes. Yeah. Kind of what they're known as. Um, but the smart trainers is kind of the, the idea of it where the resistance adjusts as the gradient changes, you can see it in your top right corner. Oh, we're going up a 4% climb and it feels kind of like 4%. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the way to go. And um, with your trainer, you'll be using your laptop? Yeah, you can use laptop or phone or tablet. Or um, I use the Apple TV and the projector because uh -huh. uh, it's full experience. <laughs> um, you, you've got the horizon. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. It kind of feels like I'm actually riding my bike. I guess that's, yeah, any device that can download the relevant software. And we mentioned at the start that you've been leading some rides. So explain, maybe talk a bit about how that works. Uh, so basically there's a lot of events that happen all the time and often there'll be a leader for the events if they're a group ride. So it basically just 
sets a time for it, you sign up for it, um, and then you hop on at the right time, not any later. <laughs> right, always leaves on, uh, leaves on time. <laughs> um, and the leader will have a, a big yellow thing above their head and the people that are following the ride, can they, they're meant to stay just near the leader. Uh, and, you, yeah, you can basically see where, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> see where they are on the map. Um, and you try and keep up. Yeah. And you can and, chat to each other and everything. And chat to the riders around you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and give them little ride-ons, which makes a, a big thumbs-up come up above their heads. Which is oh, cool. <laughs> and so those riders are all real people in their garages or lounge rooms. So yeah. You, you, yeah. you can actually arrange with a bunch of friends to all jump on the same ride. Yes which is what I actually did this morning. I was with a bunch of the Melbourne crew. Oh, uh, awesome. Riding through the hills. Yes, it was very <laughs> nice. And was it snowing there too? Uh, it snowed for a bit up the top of one of the mountains and then it poured rain right at the end, but <laughs> none of that affected me. No, no. It's, um... And so why do you think that um, Swift has really taken off so big during this isolation period? Well, honestly, think it is the experience that everyone wants at the moment is just riding with a bunch of your friends and so on this morning's ride for example we had a zoom chat going as well yeah uh, so it was technology everywhere so we had the ride on the I had the ride on the screen and then zoom chat on my phone <laughs> we're all chatting to each other in the bunch so just, watching your heads bobbing kind of like all the time <laughs> yes yeah um yeah so I, I it just, it feels a bit like you've gone out with a bunch of friends. Yeah. You can't get coffee at the end, but um, yeah, it's been nice. It's been the social side of things. So it's not just um, replacing the ride experience, but really that social isolation, helping fill that gap that people are experiencing at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think for people who aren't working at the moment and are just kind of sitting around home, it's it's kind of their only thing that they are doing little chats with friends and, and if they're bike riders, then bike ride chat with chats with friends. Yeah. And what's the, what mapping does Swift use? Like, is it the case that no matter where you live, if there's a route or a trail you regularly ride on, could you jump, find that on Swift and go and ride it? Not really because it's, it's all, like they've actually made the the courses that they've made into video kind of courses, like games. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a set amount of worlds. I think there's about six worlds now. So you can actually ride in London, and they've made it all look like London. <laughs> um, you can ride in New York, but it's like future New York with all uh, raised glass platforms and everything, um, and really really nice public transport. <laughs> um, and then they've got a world that they made up, which is called Watopia. And that's, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, it's actually placed in the world on the Solomon Islands, which is interesting. Um, but it definitely doesn't look like the Solomon Islands, no. to my knowledge. So it's an additional element of escapism for everyone. Yeah, definitely. It's yes. not somewhere right you in could... places you've never ridden. Yeah, and that you couldn't because they're yes. enhanced. Yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And are there other programs people use for this sort of immersive riding experience indoors? 
I've heard yes, of full I've, gas. I've heard of, yes. Um, I have a couple of friends on full gas and they definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, but I think the difference is they've actually videoed their courses, whereas Swift have built them as a, a game kind of surrounding. So, yeah. Yeah, full gas, I think, is the more high definition riding up out the Huez kind of um, idea, but that's never been my thing. I kind of want to hang out with mates and yeah. <laughs> have a chat. So that's more about um, the recreating the ride, whereas Swift sounds like it's more like recreating the social experience as much as anything else. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's a couple of other platforms that kind of do training rides as well where you can see uh -huh. heart rate and see it power and everything and it, it sets you workouts but it's not been me either. Oh, I know which one you mean. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something um, about pain and suffering. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, company. So I guess, you know, the really low-tech option would be that you just jump on a manual trainer or rollers and FaceTime your friends. You know, that could be yes. your starting point. Um, and as you mentioned, you can buy sensors to put. I, I actually found that process because I did look into it. It was a little bit complicated. <laughs> it was making a, a, a dumb trainer um smarter or the other option is to buy the smart trainer yes yeah. yeah and there is definitely a price gap between the two but um, yeah yeah if you want the full experience i think the smart trainer is the way to go and the software itself <laughs> is um what's the soft is there a, a free level and then paid levels or is it all like are there different accessibility yeah. points Yes, it's basically just unpaid or paid. Um, uh -huh. So Swift specifically, uh, you can jump on there completely unpaid and have the full experience with everyone around you and everything, um, but you only get to ride 25Ks a month, I think it is. Uh. And then after the 25Ks, it goes, oh, can you pay for this? <laughs> um, so if you only want to ride 25Ks a month, you can definitely do it for free. But yeah, yeah then it's... It is the $20. It's a, a fairly hard limit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll put some links up to uh, some of these programs for people to have a look at. Uh, is there somewhere you know that's a really good resource for people to go who are interested in uh, sort of indoor um, cycling? Shane, Shane Miller of GP Llama has brilliant um I don't know, brilliant uh, walkthroughs and stuff he's been on Swift since it started, basically. So he, he's fantastic. And there's also, oh, goodness, I've just used it the other day. But it's basically if you, if you Google Swift yep. reviews or Swift um, how-to courses or something, uh, there's a certain site that pops up and it's Swift something or other. And they have basically put in all of the, the courses and how long they are and how many hills there are and everything about it so you can find yeah. a lot of information if you want to. Okay, cool. Oh. And also a couple of Facebook groups. If you do get onto it, there's Facebook groups where you can ask people all the questions and they're pretty easy to find too. Awesome. Okay, Kaz, thanks a lot for joining us today and talking us no, through Swift. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
and uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your riding indoors. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yeah. Thanks. You too. And that's all we've got time for today. You've been listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. The Arabug Radio Show is run entirely by volunteers and 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. If you'd like to donate or subscribe to 3CR, you can do so at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is SheBop. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.